You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Andy Paul, and he's the founder of The Sales House, which is the first all-in-one sales growth accelerator for modern B2B sellers and sales leaders. He created The Sales House for B2B sales professionals at every stage of their career to help them achieve the readiness and relevance required to successfully sell in today's complex and rapidly changing business environment. Andy's the author of two best-selling books. He's also the host of the Accelerate with Andy Paul podcast, which has over 700 episodes and over 2 million downloads. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Welcome, Andy. Dennis, thank you for having me. How are you? Thank you for being here. I'm doing well. Awesome. Doing well. well. We met kind of through a friend of a friend on LinkedIn. That's kind of how mm-hmm. we first heard of each other. And as it goes, my story is that a lot of the people that have been on my podcast, I've met through LinkedIn. So I'm happy that you're here. I'm excited because today we're going to talk about something that's really interesting. And again, is different than anything we've ever talked about before. And it's this concept that you have, which is learn more, earn more, and how being more educated as not only as an entrepreneur, but having your employees become more educated can truly stimulate huge growth in your business. And you're going to help us unpack that. But before we do that, give us a quick backstory. Give us a couple of minutes of how you got here. Because I know you've had a long career in sales and sales training, and now this has led to the sales house. Kind of connect those dots for us, and then we'll dig in. Long career. You make me sound old. Um, (laughs) A long, <laughs> illustrious career. A long, illustrious career. Yeah. So I spent, prior to starting my own company in 2000, I spent 25 years in tech. And for seven different venture funded startups, I started with a big company called Burroughs, selling computers, moved to Apple in the very early days of Apple. And that sort of propelled me into the startup world in Silicon Valley and Southern California, where I went from selling computers to by the time I started my own company, I was traveling the world, selling multi-million dollar communication systems to some of the world's largest companies as a startup competing against brand name companies. And that was sort of my niche and my specialty that I started my consulting company with is, you know, how can I help some other small companies learn to capture really big deals in very competitive environments? And uh, did my consulting for a number of years. And then actually in Southern California, got married in 2010 to a woman who was living in New York. And she has a real job. I have my job, which I can do from anywhere. So I moved from San Diego to New York and took that occasion to say, well, maybe it's a good opportunity to reinvent myself again. And that's when I wrote my first book and started blogging and podcasting, everything that's led to the sales house that we've launched just at the tail end of last year. 
Wow. So tell us a little bit about the sales house. I mean, give us a quick infomercial on that because I know it's a membership site, but I know it's a lot more than that. Yeah. So really the the driving premise behind it was I was, you know, through my podcast and through the work I do, talk to literally hundreds of sales leaders and sellers. And sort of this common refrain was, yeah, I'm trained. You know, the company brings somebody in like you, Andy, and you know, spends a couple hours talking to us once a year, but I'm not really educated, right? I don't know what to do in the situation. I don't know how to take my career from where I am today to where I want to be. And I sort of use this metaphor as they're sort of looking over this chasm where they want to take their career from, you know, both an achievement as well as an earning standpoint. And there wasn't really a resource to help them do that. And so we, I created the sales house in partnership with my son to address that need, to be able to provide people this educational resource. So every day somebody can come in and invest 10 minutes, learn something, to help them get a little bit smarter about some particular aspect of sales to help them reach their career goals. Awesome. So you just launched that, what, in July or August, I think you said? August. August, yeah. August. So it's been what? So we're talking about maybe six months here, six, seven months, something like that. You know, so you've been, what's the biggest lesson? I mean, you just launched a membership site using an expertise and and knowledge that you've gained over the last 30 plus years, right? Mm -hmm. And you just launched a membership site, which like you said, is reinventing yourself and starting a whole new venture. Right. What's the biggest thing you've learned? What's the biggest lesson you've learned in launching that? What did you think you knew, but that you didn't know that kind of kicked you in the pants on the way? <laughs> I don't think it wasn't what I didn't know just through absence of knowledge. It's what I think we knew we didn't know and we were going to have to continue to learn, which was, yeah, it's like any small business, new businesses, you spend a period of time really finding your niche. And, and for us, that's, I would say it's, it didn't take us by surprise, but we're continually working to even you know, fine tune it, narrow it, Make sure we're speaking right to the people that have the biggest need that we can help with. Right. So would you categorize that as kind of product market fit? I mean, you add all this knowledge and you're packaging it up, but most of that knowledge is most palatable to a specific niche. So would you consider that more product market fit or where would you position that? I think there's a little bit of that. I think it's product market fit. I think it's messaging as well. And so I think we, what we have is relatively unique in terms of the content that I'm offering based on my experiences, which is different, I think, than most of the people I consider sort of the competitors and the peers in terms of the depth of experience and breadth of experience I have bringing and the perspective I bring. So for us, it's, okay, one of the real challenges, how do we message it? And one of the tools we use to learn that is I have a daily email that I send out to a pretty large list of, of subscribers where, you know, continually testing out the messaging. And it's been a very useful tool for us to do that. So not only just every daily email has a little bit of a sales thought of the day, plus a, a sales pitch, if you will. And that's been, like I said, a, a great sort of constant learning tool, constant feedback tool we get in terms of conversions and feedback from people that read the emails. All right. So let me ask you kind of a subset of that question, because you may have just answered it, but maybe not. What's the one thing you've learned? What's been the number one strategy that's worked for you in getting new subscribers for the sales house? If you had to pick one, I know you've probably done a variety of things between organic and maybe paid and email and your podcast, but what's the one that you think has the biggest impact on driving subscribers? Well, right now it is the email. So we have not started paid yet. So our goal was, look, we're going to spend two to three quarters sort of honing the message before we jump into paid advertising. So we didn't want to 
risk wasting paid advertising dollars. We were completely off base with our message. So yeah, so it's, it really has been doing that messaging. And again, our tool has been primarily our email. We do some lead magnets, put out eBooks and webinars and so on that have been very successful, both in terms of getting subscribers onto our mail list, as well as you know, giving us the opportunity to convert them into subscribers, paid subscribers. Awesome. So you're offering some sort of free content to get them to opt in, and then you're nurturing them with ongoing content and making offers you know, to provide them additional value with the membership. I mean, that's the exactly. basic frame. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, great. Well, I'd like to get a little bit micro because I not only want to talk about this whole concept of you know, learn more, earn more, but I really like to understand, and my listeners like to understand what's really driving your business. And when I have a startup like you with all this experience behind you, I'm curious of what's working. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, listen, you know, we could probably spend a lot of time on that alone, but I really <laughs> want to dive into this concept of learn more, earn more. The way I framed it in my mind, and kind of we talked about it before we hit record here, was what I've noticed is that the most educated salespeople, the most educated entrepreneurs, the most educated companies, the people that focus on education and learning, invariably are typically in the top percentile of companies, businesses, careers. And so you were going to talk about that a little bit, this whole learn more, earn more, and I'd love to hear you unpack that for us. Yeah. Well, somebody asked me just last week when I was presenting to a, a conference, so how did you, you know, how'd you choose the clients, right, that you wanted to work with when I was doing consulting and fairly large multi-year consulting gigs? And, and I said, well, this is how I chose is I'd walk into the CEO's office and I'd look at how big the stack of books was on their desk. And if it measured more than 12 inches, they were going to be a prospect. And if it was less or I couldn't find the books, then it just wasn't going to work. So for me, is these were people yeah, I found the most successful entrepreneurs that I was working with were those who were clearly committed to learning and had, like I said, had their stack of books. And I look at my own career and, and use the term educate. I don't want people to think formal education. I'm talking about self-education is really the important thing is, is I came out of college as a history major and jumped right into the technology field and was sort of at the leading edge of technology for almost 25 years in terms of the systems I was selling. And yeah, I didn't get trained. I had to go out and teach myself these things. You know, I'm a reasonably smart person. I could pick up new technologies, at least, you know, be competent from a layperson standpoint. But in terms of understanding my customers and their business and their requirements, their needs, the objectives they're trying to achieve, it really required that I devote a lot of time, not just to reading books, but just, you know, reading everything, business publications, you know, the news, just staying informed on a broader sense because that enabled me to form connections with my customers that I might not have been able to otherwise, that opened the door to a deeper conversation just by being more broadly educated. Yeah, I agree. I think being well-read has enormous value in almost every area of your life. My wife is a voracious reader, right? Mm -hmm. I'm an audible guy, right? I listen to a lot of books but my wife is a voracious reader and we're ready for I two daughters, one's 13, one's nine. And thankfully my 13 year old has taken after my wife. She's 13 and is reading books. I guess the pros and cons, right? She's reading books that are, you know, most 25 or 30 year olds haven't read. Right. So I love that whole concept. So take that a little bit further and kind of peel back this concept of how companies, 
how and why companies need to start adopting this as kind of a culture and how they might be able to do that. Because I think that's really the secret. Having an educated entrepreneur is one thing, but having an educated entrepreneur or you know a well-read entrepreneur who has 150 or 200 or 500 people that work for them that are equally as educated or continually being educated, that could become a monster. Yeah, well, I'll give you a story about a gentleman who was an entrepreneur that I interviewed on my podcast relatively early after I'd started my podcast, I think late 2015, early 2016. And we were talking about this idea of, because I'd asked him, so what was one of the secrets to success? And he said it was that he had truly had a learning culture in his company. And he went on to explain that basically had a company-wide book club. He created a reading list. And for 30 minutes every day, work stopped. This was a high-growth company that was, you know, he was doubling sales every few years. Is a high-growth company. He had stopped work for 30 minutes. Everybody would read. And they were sort of reading, you know, the same chapters assigned at the same time. And then on a, I think it was a weekly or monthly basis, there was a company-wide, I think, after-hours book club discussion. But the point is, he was setting aside the time. He thought it was important enough to set aside time during the business day to make education happen. And he saw that his retention rate of his employees went up. He was promoting more from within because people had upskilled themselves and were interested and caught the learning bug. So they were educating themselves in addition to what they were reading as a company. Sales went up, profits went up. And he just saw this incredible impact from just 30 minutes a day. And so I run a similar program with companies that I work with. And and when I'll talk to a, an executive about it, oftentimes they'll say, well, we don't have time during the day, especially a sales leader. Oh, we don't have time. We can't take 30 minutes. Or I have, my program is 20 minutes you set aside to read, 15 to read, and five to, to reflect on what you read in a journal. And you go through the statistics. As, you know, the average salesperson for years, and the statistic hasn't moved, the average salesperson only spends about a third of their time actually engaging with clients. And so you've got nothing but time to educate your sellers and educate your team. So I think it's just, but it has to start at the top. You know, the, the CEO, the sales leader, the frontline manager, they all have to embrace this idea that rather than relying on bringing someone in for a two-hour training session or you know, once a year or twice a year or whatever, is your people engaged and learning every single day. Yeah, I love that because I think, you know, that concept of bringing in, you know, a speaker or a trainer on different topics, whether it be sales or marketing or growth or whatever topic it is once or twice a year. I mean, there's definitely merit to that, but the problem is that, you know, that's kind of like trying to stick somebody in a microwave and make them an expert or educate them on a topic, you know, in a four or six hour period of time, which really doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like the only way that can happen is if it marinates, right? It has to like be something that you do consistently over an extended period of time. And I think that, you know, they talk about, you know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in the outliers, right? That 10,000 hour rule. Sure. And, I, and I think that same concept kind of applies here, right? That 20 minutes a day, that half an hour a day, you know, of educating yourself, self-education can be vastly more valuable than any two or four year or even advanced degree that you get in college. Yeah, well, I think it really it sits alongside what Gladwell talks about. And Jeffrey Colvin talks about in his book, Talent is Overrated, which I preferred over Gladwell's. But this whole idea about deliberate practice, right? So you're going to spend 10,000 hours 
deliberate practice. Well, okay, that's fine, but what are you practicing? <laughs> so this is where the education sits alongside the deliberate practices. You know, not everything everybody learns is going to resonate with them, especially in sales where we expose people to a lot. Of, they need to develop their own style, right? We can't force a method on, on a seller and think they'll go out and successfully execute. Is At the end of the day, we all become sort of this, this reflection of everything we've absorbed in our life that we think resonates and works for us. And so key is, is let's expose some people to something in small bites every single day and they can sort of pick and choose and see what works for them and then put that into the deliberate practice. And those combination is very powerful. Yeah, it's funny because I started this process myself on a personal note. You know, you don't have the advantage of seeing my bookcase, but I think you'd be very happy and <laughs> to see that, you know, there are a ton of books in the background that I've read. And, you know, I started that many, many years ago and I was fortunate, even though I wasn't, as a kid, I wasn't a great reader and I didn't enjoy reading because it was always forced upon me. Once I learned, you know, once I focused in on things I wanted to read, it really dug in. But since then, you know, I, I migrated to audio books and then mm -hmm, it's become mm -hmm. a lot easier to consume when I'm driving or when I'm working out or whatever. But then I migrated into podcasts. So I'm bringing it here. So I like this idea, you know, you don't have to agree with everything that you're exposed to. You don't even have to like it. You don't have to implement it. But being exposed to those ideas and concepts, whether it be, you know, a podcast like this or your podcast or a book like your book, you know, what, zero, zero, zero time, time selling, selling. right? You know, there's always one or two nuggets you can pull from it and then, you know, implement into your overall strategy of what you're looking to do with your career or your job or your, or whatever it is, your business or whatever it is, your marketing campaign or whatever you're trying to do. So I love that concept of small bite-sized pieces consistently over an extended period of time. And so it makes a lot of sense that you started the sales house, right? Because that's kind of like your delivery mechanism for small bite-sized pieces every day, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'd mentioned to you before is, and I think it's something interesting for people to, to learn and, and reflect on how they might implement it. For myself, I saw this quote early in my career from this British writer, Thomas Huxley, who wrote in the tail end of the 1800s and is about learning. And he said that in life, you should try to learn something about everything and everything about something. And yeah, that really stuck with me at the time because I've always been a voracious reader in my life. But you, know, you think about, okay, yeah, one of the ways you're going to get ahead in life, one of the ways you're going to succeed is be well-read, understand a multitude of things. And for me, when I was selling internationally, I, was, I sold on six different continents, every place but Antarctica is I had to be able to connect with people all around the world. And it was based on this idea that I had something I knew that would form the basis of some level of connection. I certainly had a curiosity about And I think that's the thing with daily learning is you start developing that curiosity muscle that you want to put into play. It's so effective and required in business. So learn something about everything. Be widely read. Learn everything about something. If you've got somebody who's in sales or marketing, you know, their job is not to... I believe they're not from being a specialist in your customers as much as they need to be a specialist in how to sell. And it's a very complex task. It's continuing to evolve in many ways. And so people need to educate themselves about how to sell, how people make decisions and brain science, you know, social psychology, how we influence people, all these things that play into the ability to form a relationship with another human being to inspire some trust so they'll do business with you. It takes constant study just in the last 
three years doing my podcast, I was looking at my list, I've, I've read over 400 books. And I'm at the tail end of my career, <laughs> closer to the tail end than in the beginning. So if, if I still feel this imperative at you know 40 plus years in sales, then if you're in the early stages of your career, you should feel it even more so. It should be more pressing. Or if you're a CEO and entrepreneur, it should feel more pressing to you because yeah, my, my fear is always there's something out there that I should know, but I don't. And somebody else knows it and they're going to use it to gain a competitive advantage on me. No, I love it. I love it. Perfect. When you were talking about, when you said that quote, and I can't requote it, but I understand the concept behind it. It's funny, there's a podcast I listen to, and it's a super popular podcast, and it goes hand in hand with why it's so popular, and it's called Stuff You Should Know. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. They talk about just random things that are really interesting, you know, that you can learn in a 20 or 15 or like a really short podcast. But it's really cool because I love that whole concept of being educated on a variety of different topics. And I think in sales, one of the things that I found and in marketing, right, particularly because this is what my audience has a tendency to focus in on is the sales and marketing aspect is being well-read, learning new, you know, skills and strategies and facts and history makes you a better marketer, makes you a better salesperson because one of the biggest things for me is that it helps you to tell stories, right? You have Mm -hmm. a a foundation and a framework, even though they're not necessarily your stories, you can relate back to history or to different things that you've read and you can connect it to your product, to your message, to your whatever campaign it is you're doing. And I think that's one of the most valuable parts is storytelling. And so I think that's been one of the things that's it's really helped me with a lot. I'm not sure about you. Well, it has, but I think there's a precursor to that where I think this ability to be educated and well-read is really, is really important is that you know, the way that you, you know, we're trying to differentiate ourselves in the minds of our buyers. And one of the way we do that is by being interesting to them. And the way that we become interesting to people, and the science is very clear on this, is by being interested in them. And so I believe that if people get in this habit of learning every day, as I said before, is it stimulates that curiosity muscle, that gene, curiosity gene And if you take that with you, that is an amazing door opener to conversations with prospective new clients, business associates, and so on that lead to opportunities that you wouldn't get without that. So for me, the learning, I said, tickles that that curiosity instinct. And then, yeah, you know, when you meet somebody new, lead with questions. You know, if you're curious and interested about them, for me, that's I've sold hundreds of millions of dollars you know, personally in my life. And curiosity was the door opener to all that. Love it. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, we're going to have to wrap it up. Let me ask you two questions and we'll do those rapid fire and then we'll close it out for today. What's your favorite growth tool or software you're using or have been using in the recent past to help grow your business? Hmm. (laughs) Got a bunch. You know, there's a million. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, you've got everything. Well, I mean, the thing that we're doing that's, that's really the driver of our business right now is we we love our email program. There are probably more capable ones out there and so on, but we use ConvertKit and it's just worked extremely well for us. Yeah, I love it. I'm a ConvertKit user too. That's that's who I what I use for email as well. So love it. Perfect. And what would be besides your book, of course, and you know, we can let everybody know how they can get your book, Zero Time Selling, or or mm-hmm. amp up your sales, your other book at the end. But what would be one book that you would recommend? You've read a lot of books, right? Yes. But what would be one book that you would recommend to my audience? And I know it's hard to narrow it down to one because you've read so many, but there's I'll always give, a handful I'll that give, stand out. 
Right, I'll give you two. One is called Barking Up the Wrong Tree and written by a gentleman named Eric Barker. And a recent Wall Street Journal bestseller. It basically said everything you think you know about success is mostly wrong. And it all goes into the science of success. And fascinating book. I mean, lots of great stories in there. There's sort of a famous one that's been reprinted several times about this long-term study that was done of valedictorians and why they don't succeed at the same rate as other people in, or succeed as highly, perhaps, as other people once they got out of school. But it's a fascinating book with tons of great stories and a lot of great takeaways. So that's one. The other one I recommend for people a lot is called Every Data. And it's written by a gentleman named John H. Johnson. It's all about how yeah, we're in a world where increasingly we have tons of data available for us. And he goes through example after example of how we really don't understand how to use data and gives some really helpful tools about what to look for to interpret data more correctly and use it appropriately in your life. Love it. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, Andy, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about the sales house, and then we'll sure. wrap it up for today. Perfect. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn, the usual preamble forward slash the sales house. Come to thesaleshouse.com. You can email me at andy at thesaleshouse.com. Awesome. I'll make sure to include all those links in the show notes. And hey, I really appreciate you being here. Congratulations on launching the sales house. It sounds like you're doing Thank great you. things. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Dennis, I really appreciate the opportunity. Great. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me. 